So I want to talk today about acting out of desperation. Acting out of desperation. You know, there's a story in the book of Jonah, Jonah 1 and verses 13 through 14. You know the story of Jonah was commissioned to go to the town of Nineveh, and uh, he uh, he didn't do it. He went in the opposite direction. He got on a ship and, and had sailed in the opposite direction of Nineveh and uh, didn't do what God wanted him to do. And the New American Standard Bible says, however, the men rode desperately to return to the land. Now, the story is that, you know, Jonah knew that the storm existed because of him. And he told the, the, the sailing men, he said, look, why don't you just throw me overboard and the seas will be calm? But <clears throat> they didn't want to do that. They were decent, good men. And, and so the scripture tells us they rode desperately to return to the land, but they could not because the sea was becoming even stronger against them. So acting out of desperation, situations that we get into that are desperate. This is a desperate situation, often we will think. And we act out of desperation, which is never, ever, ever a good thing to act out of desperation. And it's a strange thing, I, you know, I think about all the desperate uh, desperation uh, desperate situations that Paul got himself into like shipwrecked and floating on the ocean on a maybe a board or a piece of the ship to stay afloat you know something like that would just uh, you know I would be in a desperate state because I'm I'm scared of water over over my head but I I found out one time that I was at the uh, I think it was it was the feast of tabernacles at Panama City Beach and the water there is very salty water. And if you just relax and just let, just tilt your head back, you can float. Instead of you know, wailing around and, 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 and acting out of desperation, if you just take it easy, if you just relax, if you just, you know, have a sense of calm, you can float and, uh, you know, you don't have to drown. But, uh, you know, more than likely in my case, I would end up drowning. Uh, drowning because of a a de what I would perceive as a desperate situation. I'm in water over my head. You know, what am I going to do? So desperation is the feeling that you have when you are in such a bad situation that you will try anything to change it. Is That Really in the Bible presents the teaching ministry of David Freeman. Okay, so we're talking about acting out of desperation. We've we got a definition here. Desperation is the feeling that you have when you are in such a bad situation that you will try anything, anything to change it. I desperately want to fall in love. I desperately want to get married. And how many bad relationships have been created out of desperation? You know, it's just like, okay, I've been to this relationship, that relationship, and I, I desperately want to settle down. And you end up, you know, maybe marrying the wrong person because of desperation. I 
desperately want answers now. You know, it's like, Lord, give me patience. Give me patience right now. I desperately need a solution right now. I desperately want to find a church. Uh, when I was a teenage boy, I was my first car was a Stingray. It was a 1970 model Stingray Corvette. We found this car in Roanoke, and um, oh man, I was desperate. I mean, when I saw it, I fell in love, and I desperately wanted that car. But well, we got there, and the guy came out and said he just sold it. And boy, was I heartbroken. Well, about three days later, the guy called up and said, well, uh, the, you know, the guy returned the car to me. And, of course, I, I guess we didn't ask, well, why did he return the car to you? You know, but I just knew I desperately wanted that car. And so I desperately went up there and paid him the money. And I want to tell you something. It was the biggest piece of junk I've ever owned in my life. Yeah, Corvette. Uh, way overrated car. But anyway, uh, I desperately want to be healed, okay? And we will do anything, you know. Uh, we'll go through, you know, whatever kind of treatments are available, good or bad, chemo, radiation, whatever. I desperately want to give a good sermon. And we place expectations on ourselves that we can never meet. You know, I want perfection. I want to be in control of everything. I want to control, I want to live in a controlled environment where everything is perfect. Nothing is out of place. Nothing is, you know, there is no chaos. Everything is perfect. And you see, because nothing in this world is perfect, we often act out of desperation. Now, there's a story in Matthew 16 and verse 21, interesting story, what this, what this reveals to us is that from that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised again the third day. And then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto you. This is not going to happen to you. I'm not going to allow this to happen to you. But he turned, Jesus turned and looked at Peter, and he said, Get thee behind me, Satan. You are an offense to me, for you savor not the things that be of God, but those things that be of men. You know, truth of the matter is Peter was acting out of desperation and you see these men of course they were you know they were the ones that said Lord will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel they were would-be revolutionaries they wanted that government of God they wanted Christ to set up his, his you know the kingdom on earth right then and there to overthrow the Roman government government because they were occupied by Rome and uh you know, they, they they just, for whatever reason, they didn't get a suffering Messiah. They could have got that if they'd read the book of Isaiah, but 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 they didn't connect the dots in, in this situation. And so Jesus says, you know, I'm going to suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised again the third day. And out of desperation, Peter rebuked him saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto you. You see, here's my point. <clears throat> when we act out of desperation, we become vulnerable to the enemy. 
And, and, and that's the point I'm trying to make here in telling you this story. Now, I don't know if Satan was in him, beside him, outside of him, but the cause of this was that Peter was acting. The way Peter became vulnerable to the evil one is that he was acting out of desperation. So what is desperation? What is it when we act out of desperation? Well, desperation is the feeling that you have when you are in such a bad situation that you will try anything to change it. And often we act out of fear. We act out of confusion. Our back is against the wall. We're headed for a fall. Now, okay, let's, now how, how do you know when you're acting out of desperation? Well, you're driven by fear and guilt. Uh, that's one of the two things you want to look at. You're driven by fear, and often you're driven by guilt. And, you know, God never guilts us into making a decision. We just need to mark that down. We need, need to put a marker in our head and, and understand that God never guilts us into making a decision. You know, we never did this as parents. You didn't guilt your children, or hopefully you didn't, you didn't guilt your children into making decisions. You know, Matthew 7 and verse 11, it says, but if you, and I love this verse, it says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good gifts, uh, good things to them that, that ask him? So how do you know when you're acting out of, out of desperation? Well, there's many ways. You know, one, you overthink things. You apply meaning to everything that happens to you. Yeah, you overthink things. You just, you, you think too much. And, and for that reason, you act out of desperate, you become desperate and you act out of desperation. Now, I'll give you an example of this, you know, in recording this message, my little SD card, uh, you know, I've already started recording this message and, and, and once I was finished, I found out that my card was already almost full, and so I didn't get the complete message on my little SD card. And so I start thinking, well, well why not? And why did this happen to me? And, and maybe it's not God's will that I give this message. And maybe, 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 maybe. And I start thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking all these negative thoughts. And, and you start out of desperation. You know, you start doing things. And truth of the matter is it's just that the sd card was almost full there's nothing there's no meaning to that i mean there's no rhyme or reason it just i grabbed a card where the card was almost full anyway and i did i didn't get the full recording on the card that's all that means you see my father gave me good advice you know he, he, he basically said when you're tempted to act out of desperation Give it some time. Like I want to, I got to, I, I, I desperately got to buy that car, that Corvette I told you about. He said, give it, give it about three days. Give it three days, and just notice how you know maybe your your feelings, your emotions change. Just give it some time. Just just take it easy. Just calm down. Okay. I remember a long time ago, at Walmart they used to have these these literature racks as you walked in the door and people could put brochures and advertise different things that they did and i used it as a method of outreach i would put religious material there brochures 
And they quit doing it. And so I one time I went to Walmart and I asked, I wanted to ask the manager if I could put one of these dispensering units outside the building. Like you see real estate, you know, people do this a little booklet in a, in a plastic, you know, you open a door up and a little magazine there. And, and, you know, I, I struggled with that. And then it was like, you know, well, I don't know if I really want to go in there or not and do this. And there was all this guilt and condemn, condemnation, you know, well, well, you're a coward because you don't want to go in there and ask the manager. And, uh, and, and so it was a situation where I just forced myself to go, to do it, to ask the manager. I, I did it out of desperation. There was no natural flow. There was no ease. There was no, you know, I had to make myself do it. I didn't really want to do it anyway. And the manager said, no, no, we can't allow that because if we allowed you, we would have to allow every other person to put a dispensering unit outside of Walmart and the whole place would be full of these dispensering units, uh, you know, lined up across the front of the building. We couldn't do that. We can't do that. And that made perfect sense to me. I understood that. But, you know, a lot of times we just do things out of desperation. We make decisions for God out of desperation. We do things out of desperation. And we make bad decisions. You know, sometimes what we think is the leadership of the Holy Spirit is mixed with guilt and condemnation. And if you jump at everything that you think is from the leadership of the Holy Spirit, but it's mixed with guilt and condemnation, you will drive yourself crazy. You'll live a life of quiet desperation. Yes. Now, I'm not saying that you have not been listening to the Holy Spirit, but like, you know, like Adam and Eve, maybe you've been listening to a distorted view of the Spirit. You've been listening to half-truths, or you've been listening not to the truth. You've been listening to the lie that Satan, you know, set up in the garden. We'll pick up on his story in Genesis 3 and verse 2. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the tree, of the fruit of the tree of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And the serpent said unto the woman, you shall not surely die. Now, there was a half-truth in that. I mean, they didn't die immediately when they ate the, the forbidden fruit or whatever, whatever it was. For God does know that in the day that you eat thereof, your eyes shall be open and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And sure enough, their eyes were open and they were able to discern good and evil. So sometimes truth, some truth is mixed with a lie. And, and you want to be aware of that combination. Truth mixed with a lie. And often when we are desperate, acting out of desperation, we're falling for the, the big lie, the lie part. You know, we're not, we're not catching the truth. We're falling for the big lie. So how do we discern the true leadership of the Holy Spirit? Well, I don't think it's that complicated. I don't think God would make it that complicated. We make it complicated. And again, what we think, sometimes what we think is the leadership of the Spirit, if it's mixed with guilt and condemnation, chances are that's not coming from God. So we have to test the spirits. 
And we're told in 1 John 4 and verse 1, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirit. That is to test the spirits whether they are of God. You know, because many false prophets are gone into the world. So we test the spirit. We test the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Is this mixed with guilt and condemnation? Am I motivated to act out of desperation? Out of desperation. And if you are, it, 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 it's not of God. It's not of God. Now, you know, there is a spirit world out there, an evil spirit world. And Re- Revelation 12 and verse 10 tells us, For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuses them before our God day and night. You know, if Satan, if you could imagine Satan coming at you and his front line army of soldiers are soldiers of false accusation, condemnation, you know, guilt, and, you know, that, that, that inspire us. Well, maybe that's not the right word to use, inspire, but motivate us to act out of desperation, act to make decisions out of desperation. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuse, accused them before our God day and night. <clears throat> so again, if, if, if you jump at everything that you think is from the leadership of the Holy Spirit, but it's mixed with guilt and condemnation and desperation, you will drive yourself crazy. So let's look at a simple guideline to always go by when you're tempted in this area to act out of desperation. James 3 and verse 17 says, but the wisdom that is from above. Now we're talking about the wisdom that is from above, not below, not earthy, not, not coming from inside your head. The wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. You know, the truth of the matter is when we act out of desperation, there is no trust. There's no trust in God. There's no patience. There's no peace. There's no waiting on the Lord. There is no be still and know that I am God. There's no counsel with the Lord when we act out of desperation. There's no counsel with ourselves. We don't even take the time to do that, to even really think. And you know, you just need to stop. You need to just stop it. Just, 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 just stop it. Stop. Relax. Relax. You know, there was a Wendy's commercial many years ago. Elderly woman, she would look at her burger and she'd say, where's the beef? I'm asking, you know, when you when you find yourself acting out of desperation to ask, where is the peace? Where is the peace that I need to have? So when we're tempted to act out of desperation, you know, test the spirits. Is this truth mixed with a lie? Are you falling for for a lie? You know, there was a country western western song many years ago. Forget who. Who sang it? But but it's the words were: if it don't come easy, you better let it go. Because if it don't come easy, it's no natural flow. 
You know, there's just many things that 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 and instead of desperation, acting out of desperation, there needs to be just a natural flow. Easy, you know, easy does it. And, you know, there may be some things that that are driving you crazy that you just you just need to let go of. You may need you may need to take a sabbatical and let God speak to you. You may need to find once again that natural flow. That natural flow. And you know, there's a there's a, a natural flow of just getting older, which none of us like, which causes, you know, a lot of depression. I don't know if you realize that or not, but that but you know, just uh you know, often we're still operating out of a mindset of a teenager. But your body just can't keep up, you see. And that's one of the things that leads to a lot of depression, you know, as as you age and as you get older. Because, you know, your your mind, you know, what you think you can do, but your body just can't keep up. And you need to, you need to, to accept this natural flow of just getting older. And uh, instead of letting it just cause you all kinds of depression and acting out of desperation, everything that you're trying to do. And you're desperately trying to keep up with this teenage mind that you have or whatever. And your body just won't let you do it. Yeah. So I, I think acting out of desperation is a warning sign. It's a wake, It can be a wake-up call. But you may need to let go of some con- control. You may need to let go of some control. You, you may need to take that sabbatical and let God speak to you, you know, there, there, there may be some things you just need to let go. But, but the main point that I want to leave you with is this verse in James 3 and verse 17. But the wisdom, this is the way it needs to be. This is the way it should be. Instead of acting out of desperation, this is, the, this is what we need to have. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy. I'm David Freeman with Is That Really in the Bible? And I'll see you next time. If you would like more information or if you have any questions, write to Is That Really in the Bible? 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia 24151. Or visit us on the web at isthatreallyinthebible.net. For more information, check us out online at isthatreallyinthebible.net. Listen to the podcast. Watch the weekly program, worship with us on our weekly Sabbath service, and be sure to visit our free bookstore. Again, the website is isthatreallyinthebible.net.